You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There you can also learn more about our congregation where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. The scripture reading for today is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 18. Adonai, you've searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all of my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O God, know it together. You press upon me, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high, I cannot attain it. Where can I go than from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light around me turn to night, darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. You created my inmost being and stitched me together in my mother's womb. For all these mysteries, I thank you. For the wonder of myself, for the wonder of your works, my soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you while I was being made in that secret place knitted together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my body even there. All of my days were written in your book. All of them planned before even the first of them came to be. How precious your thoughts are me to me, Adonai. How impossible to number them. I could no more count them than I could count the sand and Suppose I could, you would still be with me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a freshman in college, I took a basic course in philosophy. It's probably required, I forget. But but I remember it was one of those courses, you might remember them too, where you're in that big uh, lecture hall with a hundred or so of your nearest and dearest. I took my seat, they were assigned seats, and sitting next to me was Lisa. Lisa had scars running all over her face, red, angry scars. She wasn't angry, but they were 
very red. And I looked at her and I asked, pardon me, but what happened? First, she thanked me. She said, you know, so many people just stare at me and turn away. Thank you for asking. Thank you for letting me tell you. And then she told me her story. This was back in the days before there was safety glass in automobiles. She was in the front seat with her boyfriend. It happened just a year before. They skidded on wet leaves. They were going slow. They hit a telephone pole. She was thrown through the windshield. She'd already had several operations. Now, by the time we graduated, she was through that and she was beautiful. But back then, not so much. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them existed. In the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, from which I just took those words, Psalm 139 is called the inescapable God. We can take a lot from this psalm. For those who like their privacy, we have a God who is seriously invading our privacy. But it's not identity theft. Rather, it's to give us an identity, a unique identity, an identity not just of the physical, but an identity of our lives through our days. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them yet existed. These three fragments of the psalm speak to me. The first two. It was you who formed my inward part. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This speaks to our physicality, what we're sent into the world with. And the third, in your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them yet existed. This speaks to our living out our physicality. It speaks to being born in a particular time and in a particular place. The two great questions of our creation, how are we born into the world and what do we do with what we're born with? How do we deal with this? How do we deal with the birth of a child who has serious medical issues at their birth? How do we deal with our own bodies if we may have those issues ourselves? Sharon Betcher is an ordained Lutheran minister and teaches at Vancouver School of Theology. She tells her story of being born with what some would call a birth defect. She's largely confined to a wheelchair. She tells about it in her book, Spirit and the Politics of Disablement. She pointedly declares that disablement is not with her or in her. It's on those who would claim that she is disabled and with that judgment try to disable her. You see, as she points out so beautifully, hers is not a birth defect. There is no such thing. God makes us fearfully and wonderfully. The defect is in us who refuse to see that, who judge others 
And as she says, the disablement of those who judge to disable her. In telling that story, she makes clear there's no defect in her body. She's been born as each of us has been, no matter how we may present physically, to a God-given purpose that will not be denied. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And for all of us, how do we deal with the problems of our days? If all of our days have been written down in God's book, like the psalmist is telling us, what's the use? In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them yet existed. If this means that all of our days have been prefigured, set down in every detail, then frankly, I don't really see the use. If God made us this way and God set us to hard days, how can we claim to worship a good God? For my friend Lisa, born beautiful, her days were formed in a way that gave her a lot of pain, but it also allowed her to give gifts. One of those gifts was to me, to allow me to ask her a deeply personal question. She showed me that there was a way to ask those questions and that it was so necessary to ask them, to recognize the other. I ran into this just before the COVID during those happy months over a year ago now, um, my two of my brothers and I would arrange to meet uh, nearby here at, at Courthouse uh, and share lunch together. Um, and uh, that child I talked about who grew up to be a man, Tom, um, is one of those, my brother Dan and myself. And we'd meet together in a um, restaurant bar uh, near City Hall. One day we were sitting there and I happened to be sitting in a seat where I could see the front door. And inside the front door, there were like four steps going up into the bar area and the restaurant. I saw a fellow come in in a wheelchair and he took himself out of the wheelchair, sat on the stairs and was getting that wheelchair up onto the top of the stairs. So I walked over and I said, can I help you? And he looked at me and said, uh, yeah, if, if you'd be just good enough to steady my wheelchair when I get into it. I said, sure. And he'd already had it up there then. Uh, he was an immensely powerful uh, fellow. Um, and he crawled up the stairs, got into the wheelchair, but by putting my foot in the wheel, I could steady the wheelchair so you didn't have to put the brakes on. He said, thanks a lot. I said, cerebral uh, palsy? He said, no. He said, spina bifida, which for those of you who don't know, is a, is, um, a result of, of a, a birth, um, uh, a physicality at birth. Um, it's extraordinarily difficult. And I said, okay, yeah, I said, that. now I get the wheelchair. He said, sure. And he wheeled himself over to the bar and got on the bar. And um, as we were leaving, he said, wave goodbye to me. I wave goodbye to him. It was a wonderful interaction. He was cheerful. He was straightforward and living a very certainly at that bar, a very good life with his friends. So Lisa showed me that I can ask those questions and um, receive the answers. I pass that on to you. Uh, to, I pass Lisa's gift on to you. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them yet existed. Let me suggest that reading correctly these words, they are words of incredible power and freedom. We are made to a purpose, no matter our physicality. And we are made for a life to be lived in these certain days, when and where we have the opportunity to live fully into God's work. It's the days that are formed for us. We're not formed for those days. We're not formed to be passive actors. We're formed to respond with the gifts we have to the days that we live. Let me end with another poem. This one by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran minister. He wrote this poem while in prison and shortly before being executed by the Nazis for his work in the resistance. Who am I? They often tell me I stepped from my cell's confinement calmly, cheerfully, firmly, like a squire from his country house. Who am I? They often tell me I used to speak to my warders freely and friendly and clearly as though it were mine to command. Who am I? They also tell me I bore the days of misfortune equably, smilingly, proudly, like one accustomed to win. Am I then really that which other men tell of? Or am I only what I myself know of myself, restless and longing and sick like a bird in a cage, struggling for breath as though hands were compressing my throat, yearning for colors, for flowers, for the voices of birds, thirsting for words of kindness, for neighborliness, tossing in expectation of great events, powerlessly trembling for friends at an infinite distance, weary and empty at praying at thinking at making, faint and ready to say farewell to it all. Who am I? This or the other? Am I one person today and tomorrow another? Am I both at once? A hypocrite before others and before myself a contemptible woe-begone weakling? Or is it something within me like a beaten army fleeing in disorder from victory already achieved? Who am I? They mock me, these lonely questions of mine. Whoever I am, thou knowest, O God, I am thine. Amen.